It's freaking Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, it's our Happy Independence Day. Oh, oh yeah. Happy Fourth of July. Uh, blah blah. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cold Pop Podcast live stream, aka Spoiler Alert, episode 742, where we review the past week's comics as well as talk about fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. Mostly viewing. I got a new shaving kit and I've trimmed up my werewolf stuff. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo, owner of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 43. 27 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. A rad ass shop for nerds of all shapes and sizes, except jerks. No jerks allowed. This is the part where I write anything in the script and JD reads it. Ooh la la, owie wee. With me this morning is a dutiful cadre of world class co hosts in order of the tallest to most diminutive. First up is Brian Lieb. Brian, where Uh-oh. do babies come from? Wrong answers only. Around. They're just like, you know, you stroll, and then there they are, and sometimes you open up a cabinet. There's a baby in that cabinet. There's <laughs> a baby! That's, yeah. that's the origin of children? <laughs> Some of them. Also joining us today is Len the Bat Tribble. Len, excluding Batman and Superman. What superhero has the best logo to place on a T-shirt? Oh, that would be simple. Of course, it is the Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Who doesn't I have mean, five or six Blue Beetle shirts? I probably would, I probably would have gone with a... I probably would have gone with a cap shirt, but I don't know if I consider jingoistic because I'm American. <laughs> Just the cap logo. See now, now but now it's actually a. A, answering that question. No, the cap logo is the shield. But it, yeah. I, but it, but it, yeah. it actually uh-huh. probably is either the Flash or I. I, I feel done with a spider on my chest. So it would be. Like, you. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that wears Spider-Man apparel are just inherently stupid. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like it's like they're dumb and garbage people. I'm not sure well, why I feel that way. It's just kind of. I don't true. know why you're like, so arachnophobic, Len. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, how I feel when I look at Spider-Man shirts. I'm, I'm just no, like, I think mm. the issue is that Spider-Man's logo is really the spider with all the webbing on the red. But when you do that, the webbing has to kind of stop. Oh, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Also, too, I I think that T-shirts that are just uh, um, a recreation of the torso of a costume are awful. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, like if it's just all the Spider-Man thing with sleeves cut off, like his whole torso of his outfit, awful. Like a tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Either commit or don't with your cosplay. Yeah, get don't, ripped like, and just this. wear that shirt. Just yeah. wear the shirt. Get ripped. Get like make a suit like young Peter Parker in his wrestling days yeah. and just own it. Absolutely. I always wanted Listen, a mage T-shirt. From the mage, you know, it's just a I black Shazam. <laughs> yeah, but black yeah, it's black Shazam, it's black Adam, <laughs> black black Adam sir. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Goodnight says, hello, everybody. Robert Monroe down in the chat says, good morning, gents. Ghosthand246 says, Moon Knight would make a great t-shirt. Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. good. That's good. Um, I concur. Wait, but what about Green Lantern, you guys? I mean, I think that's a solid t-shirt logo. It's, you know, it's simple. It's defined. Green Lantern is a Yeah. The, the Green Lantern doesn't do do it for me. Okay. When it's right. so, I, I'm a fan of like the logos on the shirts being just kind of like center, smaller, no bigger than like three or four inches in diameter. Okay. The shirts that the Green Lantern logo is like half of it, just in the front. Uh, I, I think that's really <laughs> tacky. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and that's what he <laughs> Christopher Goodnight says. Surprise, JD didn't just kick Noel out. I don't know. I don't know why I would have kicked him out. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we both have access to the controls behind the scenes. So he's able to just let himself back in. Oh, it's so cool. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I had some shirts that were like sketches, and they are very big, but they're very loose. I had a Flash, Superman, and Green Lantern. And they're great shirts, you guys. Like, I just wanted to share these, just like the sketch idea of it. It's very oh, cool. Yeah, actually, you yeah. know what? I, the, I, you know, probably shouldn't ask this on the air. I always wanted JD to make me a shirt, probably for the last like two years, and I keep forgetting to ask for it. The uh, on red, the Hickman X logo in the uh, in like the brackets, just the X in the brackets. Oh, the X uh, with like the, then, it looks almost like an alarm clock X. Yeah, hmm. yeah. but then. On the back, have the three laws. No, no, that's uh, pretty cool. Do make that up. More I make that shirt. I, that's yeah. such a good shirt that I couldn't, good I shirt. can't find anywhere. Like, you know, the front, just the logo right here in the center, and then the three yeah. laws of Krakow on the back. That's such a great idea for a shirt. Yeah. Well, you just that's found cool. it. I'll make it. Yeah, just remind me after the show because I'll forget. And I'll forget to remind about? you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, last and certainly the shortest with us today. Is Kai Parker? I knew it. Um, I knew it. Saw it coming. Nice. He's definitely the tiniest of the group. Maybe. Look at these feet. Look at these. Oh, that's the microphone. He's got the microphone. He's learning to grab stuff now, so that's fun. Oh, and also Noel. Noel's here. Hi, Noel. Uh, hey. Let's see your feet. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna support your fetish. All right, yeah. fine. This ain't the Quentin Tarantino show. I know, right? Uh, thank you to everyone joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing here, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. The joy of doing this live with you is uh, having you in the chat. So pipe up if you feel so inclined, and uh, you know we'll chat with you. Before we get into the comics this week, we have letter. We have letter. We have letter. Oh, we have no, no. letter. Oh, we're doing right. it. Uh, nope. Okay, we're not doing it. Uh, <laughs> I, Hollywood doing pitches. It? It's called Hollywood pitches. Everyone, shut up. Hollywood pitches, and sometimes you can't go home. Uh, let's see. What's up 
What up, doe guys? It's your boy, Charles in Chattanooga, a.k.a. the Green Lantern Tribble, a.k.a. AKA. Hal2814. Happy I have two topics for y'all. One, since Hollywood is hot to adapt comics into TV and movies, I thought of two books I would like to see as a series or a movie. Stealth mm. and... Something is killing the children. I've already imagined Aubrey Plaza. Ooh. I've already imagined Aubrey Plaza the lead for Something is Killing the Children. And it was cool to see a superhero story as unique as Stealth based in Detroit with actual areas and street names mentioned. My question for the crew is what comic would you like to see either live action or animated? We'll stop there. Any we'll comic? Question. Yeah. No, uh, b- b- uh, before before I throw it to you guys, those are excellent choices. I would like to see stealth as well as something yeah. that's killing the children. And the Aubrey Plaza casting is inspired. Mm. Well done. I um, I think something is killing the children is like a second away from being optioned. Mm. Like Tinian has been hinting at it, so don't just just wait a touch longer. Yeah. It'll happen. I'm sorry. I was reading the comments. Yeah. What, what what was your what was yours? I said Aubrey Plaza is a terrible choice for uh, uh, slot. No, um, uh, well, I mean Christopher um, Goodnight and Kurt says Plaza is too old for the lead of something. I wouldn't say that. Um, um, Erica Slaughter though is actually I guess maybe she's a little younger. Uh, either way, they're getting into her origin now. Um, I think those are those would both be really really fun. I would be more interested in stealth though, like a a gritty science fiction version of stealth. I think that would be fantastic. Mm. One See, I think stuff would be great too. I would, um, you know, counter that with a, another book that is set in Detroit. Um, Abbott, which talks about yeah. a news reporter dealing with some, you know, paranormal, supernatural stuff in seventies Detroit um, juxtaposed against a political and uh, civil situation there. I think Abbott would be great as a live action um, vehicle. I, I would love that. Stealth, I think, would work. I would if I it, stealth. I think would work, but I would like to see stealth animated, a la Invincible, um, which oh, I think yeah. would really sell it sell it over well. But Abbott, I could definitely see live action. Do you have someone in mind for the titular Abbott? Well, I do. She may be actually a little aged out of it as well, but um, in my mind would be Simone Missick. Um, I knew you were going to say Simone I knew it. Of course. Well, I saw one, that well, one, primarily, honestly, the reason is because she was born and raised in Detroit. So in, in, in this time, so she would know that time. And, um, and I think it's I think a great role that she could, she could own. Yeah. Um, I mean, is, I, is there anything about Abbott that says that she's a certain age or needs to be a certain age? Well, no. You know, I mean, I guess you don't have to be. Um, but considering that the second book uh, goes forward 10 years, is like it's set in the 80s. And if you wanted to do that and then possibly do the sequel, you know, she probably would definitely by then be aged out of that. So that's what I would put. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see her involved in it. I it's would still, love to see Abbott. It's still in the 70s. No, no, no. The the, the, the next book Abbott's is in still the in the 80s. 70s. It's 19- the one that we read, isn't it subtitled 1970s? I'm sorry. The, the, 
the one we read yeah. is in 1970, but the, the oh. one that's ongoing now or is about to be collected is in the uh, 80s. Oh. Uh. I'm pretty sure it was, I thought I it was like remember. 84. I don't remember. No. That's okay. It doesn't matter. There's there's Abbott, the first it Abbott. It matters to me. Years ago. And then the second <laughs> want... Abbott is 1973, which is on, it's like just wrapped up. Now, maybe, oh. there's a, maybe there's a third series coming out in the 80s. That'd be cool. Oh, so wait a minute. So the first one was, oh, so the second one is just a year later? I, yes. thought, it was like, I thought it was 10 years. Oh, well, then never mind. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty close to the end of the original Abbott series. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, then, then she can do it both. Excellent. I, uh, uh, I, I want once in future. Oh, that would be cool. I'm thinking that too. Yeah, that'd I be really cool. I want a live action practical effects dank dungeon Ooh. neon hued <laughs> once in future adaptation. That'd be cool. Yo. Yeah. Like yeah. Nicholas Wendig Griffin. Like just I I want the sets to be wet when they're like yeah. in other world. Like it's just it could be the most visually appealing movie. I mean you could do it as anime, but I I want I want it fully realized personally. <laughs> yeah. I'm into I've that. One I would like Give to see in animation. Shit. I would like to see decorum animated. Oh, it would oh. be incomprehensible. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? It would be crazy, and I would, I would love it if it was well. Done. I mean, good luck making like that hasn't... live action. Thank you. It hasn't finished it yet. I just want to see that shit in animated style. What's up, honey? Are you fresh? Uh, Lana, I have a, I have a big question for you. What is that lightning bolt <laughs> behind you on the wall? Oh, what is this is, is it an award. Yes, it is my award. It's the uh, oh. Black Tribbles oh. Award for, um, from 2014. We won the Philadelphia Geek Awards for oh. uh, yeah. uh, streaming cool. streaming um, media. Oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Well, congratulations. It's a little late, but, you know, oh, yeah. I hope you're still enjoying it. <laughs> I, I, also, cool statue. Good. Yeah, yes, it is a cool dope. statue. Oh, that's really cool. It's okay. pretty dope. Actually, it. Uh, let me do this. I'll do, give you all a full effect if I can do it real, yeah. real quick. Here, where is it? There. there go. Oh. No, yeah, it, it, it lights up, but I think the, the power the power's dead. Yeah. Dead. It's, it's six guy. years old. Like lights up on the edges and that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. six years old, so it's that's not. Awesome. Oh, yeah, still seven. That's cool, actually. Yeah, but the right. memory is um, eternal. I was just the accolade is priceless and unaging. Yeah, that's that's the first of our <laughs> oh, two our two geek awards. The other ones, uh, one of the other triples has. So. <laughs> that's cool. um, mine would be Strangers in Paradise live action uh, ongoing television series. Mm. Mm. Would you skip? Would you skip to like? Would you skip like maybe the first chapter or the first like yes. book or two where it's kind of not sure what it wants to be? Just. Just be the relationship show. Well, well, the relationship and intrigue, political intrigue. Yeah, yeah. And espionage. Espionage. I still need to. I, I still need to like revisit that. I only read the first like chunk. I know you have it at the yeah, shop. Man, I've been eyeballing it. Gets, it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to continue this email. Second topic. I came home from work one morning and saw that Super Friends was on HBO Max, and I thought. Cool. Yes, I love that as a kid. So I turned it on, and after a rough 15 minutes, 
and turn it off. I wasn't, it wasn't just the dated dialogue and animation, but how they treated Wonder Woman like a little girl who needed to be told she was doing a good job. One scene, Aquaman needed a ride in her invisible jet, but they showed him holding the steering wheel. What WTH? Uh, so my second question for the crew is there a movie TV show or cartoon you liked as a kid, but when you go back and watch it, you're like WTH. Uh, anyway, I'm out. Hopefully I get up and watch you guys live on Sunday and in closing spoiler alert. Hmm. Oh, and that's, we already know who that was. It's uh, Charles and Chattanooga. All right. So something that we have revisited that Uh, we went. (laughs) Mm. Um, I, I don't, I can't think of anything that's like intensely problematic that I've recently revisited, but like thinking back, it's more, it's more, it's not like something that I see or that happens thinking back. It's mostly what's not there. Like when I think about the movies that I grew up with and the shows that I watched, it's, it's so incredibly apparent now in adulthood how homogenized they are and how mm-hmm. whitewashed everything is and how, like mm-hmm. it's it's really it's really more about like the the sweeping stereotypes or the you know like special guest that's a black person but they're not they're not in the cast or or the the really racial stereotyped uh asian character or and they're just like one little piece like it's always what's yep. missing not necessarily something inserted yeah Yeah. that's what i noticed the Um, most watching stuff now i mean i'm currently doing a rewatch of buffy season one and xander sucks it's the thing oh xander every man every guy he is oh man the the stuff he pulls on buffy and willow is just (laughs) gross um but you know he's a high school boy Right. So I try mm-hmm. to give it that, you know, it's written right. for a perspective of a high school boy. Eh, a lot of this tracks. So he's got some learning to do uh, as a character. But um, I think there's I, I forget. I've seen it on Twitter where it's just like the whole Twitter dedicated to Xander is awful. and <laughs> Like all the things that Xander <laughs> does to um, uh, sort of force himself on Buffy. Um, not for not I me, mean, not physically, but like. Uh, all of his little schemes and stuff um, while just being like, Buffy's paying attention to other. Oh, he's the nice guy thing. Right. Uh, You you hear about those guys who are like, Oh, how come she never wants anyone nice? But Mm. the nice guy always turns out to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, not always. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes it is kind of hashtag not all men. Sorry, Brian. Well, no, I mean, like, I don't I, I take issue with the whole nice guy thing because like those people are not nice. There are nice people out there who are. Yeah, but that's what we're discussing is the, the not other... nice people thinking. Yeah, that but they're nice. Right. Until I, they're rejected Brian, and then they're not nice. Yeah, sure. Brian, what I'll what yeah. I'll say to that, it's not the concept of a nice guy that's yeah. being issued. It's the concept. It's the idea that those that aren't actually perceive themselves as and declare it to everyone. And it's why they're not like ahead of the game. Sure. It's it's a coping mechanism, not a reality for these instances. That's true. I, guess like, I, I know that I know it. that I'm a nice guy. Yeah. I know that I'm not aggressive. I know that right. like I'm not pushing for what I want. So like right. when you was younger, that was an excuse. Whereas for some people, it's just um, coping. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the comment here from Ghost Hand 246. I used to love Friends as a 
kid. Then I got back uh, and it's the most boring and lamest thing. Um, speaking specifically to friends years ago, um, this woman I was dating was watching, rewatching friends and she was watching the episode. I think, um, Jennifer Aniston's character was having like a shower, maybe a wedding shower, some type of shower, some type of party at her house. Um, And like all her friends were there. And I was just casually walking by the the screen, by the room. And I've never watched a full episode of Friends in my entire (laughs) life. It's not done anything for me. But when I, as I walked by and I stopped and I said, oh, they're having like a party. It's like, she's like, I'm watching. I was like, okay. She doesn't have any black friends because this was a room of at least 25, 50 people into this uh, apartment and there were no black friends. I went in the kitchen, made myself something to eat, came through to go back upstairs. She had changed the channel. And as I walked by, she said, fuck you, Len. Because I ruined friends for her because she, you know, was able to suspend belief and just watch it for what it was. She could no longer watch it like that. And that is how I feel not so much the dated thing. Like I could have told him, like, don't return to the super friends. Just hold on to those memories. Yeah, hold yeah. on to those Saturday morning memories yeah. of long ago and don't go back to the super friends. Not because of how they treat Wonder Woman, just because they, it is a lame ass show. But, um, but that's how I feel watching so many things. You have to kind of like suspend belief. I am doing for God knows why. I don't know why. I am doing a rewatch of the entire, well, up until he leaves, first five seasons of the Andy Griffith show. Why? Because I'm a huge Don Knotts fan. And and Don Knotts is funny, and the show, for the most part, is a very sweet, genteel, truly humorous, funny show that I am enjoying for the most part. But there there are episodes on this show that, like, there's one episode where they are basically not going to go out with this woman because they basically just say like oh she's a dog and she's not a dog she's not a dog she's not an unattractive woman I mean maybe she's but they're just straight up she's a dog and that's the humor of it you know what I mean and I'm like ooh that's that's that's, that's, that's not cool. <laughs> I, 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 you couldn't do that today. Right? That's one of the things that frustrated me so much about Seinfeld. Like there's some st- good stuff on Seinfeld, but like the reasons they would break up with people. I remember one specifically was like, she had man hands. Right. Yeah, man hands. Well, big hands. And so yeah. that's not a reason to break up. But she did have some big hands. She did. They <laughs> probably used an actual man's hands for the. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when they, cut, when they cut to it, it was like right. a bodybuilder's hands. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it was pretty funny because I think at one point they, the, the, the character, all you see are their hands are just like rending like apart a lobster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just a real cracking it in half. Yeah. And that but was funny. But I was also like, these characters are awful people. Right. I was going to say, like, comedies. that's my. That's my problem with Seinfeld in general. Like, uh, I encapsulated it. It was funny, but as I think back on it, it's just it's just a handful of sociopaths who have absolutely no repercussions. So I loved the finale when they all were put in jail. Because, yeah, they all oh, these people have been fucking terrible for nine years. They've been sociopathic and selfish oh. for nine years. Yeah, put them in jail. That's hilarious. Um, whereas something like It's Always Sunny, sociopathic characters constantly punished. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the joke. So it's yeah. like, I just, I, I, that's something that uh, like um, Seinfeld is something that I watch and cringe at more now because it's like, this is, this is just shitty. You're just shitty. See, I think right. comedies yeah. are it, extrapolated examples of real life, right? If you start applying the actual rules of life, that's true. Most people in comedies are terrible people because they are larger than life. Like the thing that that came to mind for me was Tom Haverford and I and um, April Ludgate in Parks and Rec, right? When I watched it to begin with, like Tom Haverford does some pretty questionable things, and April Ludgate is like irredeemably awful. To, like yeah. even her redemption at the end is like barely anything, right? So, and yet I see it, and I'm like, uh, April is showing the slightest bit of emotion. How touching! I was gonna know? say I would I would push against those examples because both of them in in quieter moments in the show were revealed to actually have altruistic motivations and or emotions, whereas sure. something like Seinfeld, they went out of their way to never show them in emotional or right. compromising situations. You were but never allowed to. I, I mean, they like every sitcom is that like characters doing things that they wouldn't normally, that no yeah. one in real life would do. Yeah, and that's the. I think to see it punchline, yeah. right? And like, I think you have to like adjust for inflation when judging these characters, right? Like, these are not real people doing real things. These are like grander versions of these ideas that maybe you would think was funny if nobody ever got hurt because nobody but ever gets hurt because they're not was, real people with Seinfeld they're grander versions of assholes so they're bigger yeah. assholes and I don't enjoy right. that well, that's yeah. fair I mean that's fine they're not but, real they're not fully realized characters as a part of the joke for some okay. people that's the feature for me that's the bug well I, I, yeah. I don't enjoy it in Seinfeld, Seinfeld is the thing that just it it it, it definitely is of its time and there's definitely still humor to be found in the show, but it is a show that, you know, doesn't age well. It hasn't aged the, that well. The situations they're in are very comedic. Right. It's all of, like, the players that I have no connection to whatsoever. Right. And for fiction, that's that's great for 20 minutes at a time, but if we're talking about the legacy of a, of a nine-year sh- television show, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like it's sure if it was well, a like one Xander act play did. that I saw once, right? Like if yeah, anybody well, actually mean, did the things that Xander did, you'd be like, oh my god, you yeah, know, he's an asshole. Uh, but you know okay. what? Like seasons four through seven, they reconciled with that character. Like they okay. gave him his own identity as opposed to crushing on Buffy and being an incel. Hmm. But if it just ended at season one, it'd be like this guy's an idiot. However, if you're reading the comic they deal with the Xander situation like in the fifth issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ghost Hand 246, I think, makes a really good point. He says, you can still appreciate it for what it is. And I'm not sure what he's referring to, but it applies to everything. He, as he's talking stone, about friends. Sure. As a stepping stone that existed so better shows could come along. Mm. Right? That is the goal of progressivism. That it, progress. <laughs> that you would later on be like, oh, we are better than we used to be. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, but there were already better shows. Oh, sure. Well, and it was an issue with Friends at the time. I mean, oh, yeah. Goodnight mentioned that they had a handful of black people on later in the show. I think that was a direct response to the criticism of yes. that show. Yes, yes. You know, like that they was, shoehorned, yeah. I think, uh, Aisha Te- um, Tyler on this of the show. Was yeah, she, she, did like she, the, she did it like Ross, dated or Ross for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck them. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Never yes, apologize. Huh? All right. Well, I mean, unless you have done Ever. something you think is wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, you so me. much. How funny. Hal twenty eight fourteen uh, just chimed in. Morning, guys. What I missed? You missed your letter, Hal. Yeah, you missed your, letter. your letter. We just well, wrapped well. it up. All right. <laughs> Let's start over. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the nation? Uh, all right, we're moving on, suckers. United States of Captain America number one from Marvel Comics, written by Christopher Cantwell and Josh Truio. Truio. With art by Dale Eaglesham and Jan Bazaldua, the shield has been stolen. No one understands the value of the shield like those who've wielded it. So Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson set out on a road trip across America to chase down the thief. But instead, they find the captains, everyday people from all walks of life who've taken up the mantle of Captain America to defend their communities. And for some reason, the shield thief wants them all dead. Can Sam and Steve get to them first? I probably. She's probably that was sinister. <laughs> yeah. um, get to them first. Get to them first. <laughs> uh, I think it's weird that like a time displaced Captain America and Agent Thirteen are gunning after these kids. But um, what? I mean, that's just my theory. Um, huh? Right? I mean, there you have a Captain America. Uh -huh. Leading them on a chase. No uh -huh. one's actually trying to be killed. And someone shoots at, who looks like the silhouette looks very much like Sharon Carter, shoots uh -huh. at someone and then dives away. It just feels like it's a um, a red herring to get these characters where they need to be for some reason. Um, I'm just curious Is, to see where how we're doing or how we're going to end up with that. Super speed, though, the other Captain America. He, yeah, but he might have. Captain America speed. <laughs> can Captain America catch up to a train and leave whoosh marks like that? Yeah. He can leave whoosh marks? He's uh, always he's always whoosh marking. <laughs> I mean, that's Which is, is German. Whoosh marking. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, a lot of people, it's so funny to watch the people online who are like, ah, I'm so angry at this book. Mostly because they only read headlines and they're like, Marvel's new Captain America is gay. And they're like, oh, you can't change him to gay razzm frazzm fiddle diddle and yeah this is um basically steve's going through and we're going to meet a bunch of different captain americas from a different bunch of different places the next captain's one being harrisburg as sam wilson um, points out what's that captain's america as yes. sam wilson points out which that, I love. thank you captain's oh, america i love a good internal pluralization it's awesome i don't think the i you know what i had to remember the shooter i don't think the shooter is sharon whatsoever i think it's um you know, I just don't think it's it's Sharon. I think they okay. they showed something in future solicitations. It's um, it's wow. a think of think of um, how these people are taking up the mantle of Captain America across the country, um, something like that, but like a villain version or a, a faction that he deals with often. Okay, so I'll say it. Flag smashers. I think it's a new flag smasher. Oh, yeah. oh. well, taking the mantle because he doesn't handle it properly. That kind of. Yeah. So why is he like somebody's somebody's parading around looking like Captain America? I'm going to drive out in my not Captain America outfit. Right. <laughs> right. Like, why don't you wear your regular? I uniform? thought that was weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, not to cause confusion to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, to like people, you mean to to the to the masses. Oh, yes, like that know. dude's not Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Also, that's the one without the shield holster. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. This this whole series is just going to be like a excuse to 
touch base with all of the uh, yeah. uh, Captain America member berries from the last 80 years. So we got to get every costume in there. We got to uh, get the, yeah. the virtual shield in there. We got to get. Uh, I remember that. Shield. Done before. That like cool. yeah. we gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit all the marks. I thought this was fine. Yeah. It was Whoa. just fine. I like, I didn't love the Dale Eagles from art that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like and, it. At all. Oh, I liked the art and, a lot. And, um, the, it, it was just, I don't know. It was just really sloppy. The best part of this book was just learning, like just learning about the idea that I was, there were parts in this book that I was so kind of like bored with the prophesizing that I thought about how he was cleaning his shield. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that must smell the vinegar and the soap together. And he's doing <laughs> it with his bare hands. You can't just get that out. He probably sm- like Captain America probably smells like stale vinegar all the time. That's awful. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking because I'm so disinterested in the conversation that he's having in his own head. Oh, um, yeah. He was just pontificating about what America is. Captain America, I, right. I, it must be really boring inside his head because I've read a version. And this is my yeah. problem because I read Captain America. I've read a version of this so many times, and this is like not the best way it's been done. Right, right. Um, but uh, I love, love the idea of randos taking up symbology for yeah. their own, for like to protect their own little communities i love that idea and i want this book to be about more than that but then when i got to that feeling and then the conversation with with um uh sam and and cap at the end like they decide to go searching for these people which is great but then almost out of nowhere it's like i'm gonna strap the suit on again i was like where in that conversation was it did it become imperative for both of you to be captain america at that moment like i didn't understand the plot mechanics to get you there i understand why they're doing it in a comic yeah but i didn't understand the character reasons for both of them to be captain america it's like i guess he's like well there's a lot of other captain america captains america so it's just i'll be one with you steve it's yeah you're right it felt really it felt odd it felt odd and weak like sam Sam is a wildly confident and capable character. I don't I like in this conversation, I didn't understand why he wasn't just going to be foul. Yeah. I, I didn't get it. Hey, JD um, or no, whoever is banning the pages there. Can you fl- flip? I think it's JD and he just walked away. It, it is JD. Uh, no, I want one. Go to the end. Go to the last page. Th- this that page that page right there. I had already tuned out of this this stupid comic book because, like, no, I've read Captain America. I've seen this issue. I've seen this story a thousand times. Captain America lamenting what, you know, his place in America, what is America to him, blah, blah, blah. The idea of him... um, cleaning the shield i haven't often seen that so that was that was kind of cool to see i don't think it was well played out by dave eaglesham because 
while he can ball, I don't think he's a good storyteller. And we all know mm-hmm. that he ha- only has one body type. But <laughs> when we get to this page, and I'm he checking out heights. That's the, it. The, 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 the heights <laughs> right here, where Captain America is like three fourths of the damn page and like a head taller than than the Falcon. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, I am done. I am absolutely done with this book. I, I, I do not like this. You want to talk about symbolism as a black man reading this and, and turn into that page? I'm like, get the fuck out of here with your fucking Aryan looking bitch ass. Get the fuck out my hand, man. Like, no, fuck that, man. I was like, yo, I, I checked the total check so hard out of this this book and I was already checked out I like the whole idea of the symbolism and all that type of stuff and it's kind of cool but it, it, it but it it's just was not well done but right here I was like get the fuck out of here it made no <laughs> sense for for Falcon who was already well and in, back into his falconess well i need to strap up the costume again because you know i want to you know get <laughs> get back up in my mouth steve get the fuck out of here this bullshit no fuck this book what do you what do you think about so i did you did you were you too mad to read the backup because i like the backup more than i liked the main story i was too bored to read the back <laughs> i didn't I, I was like no i didn't care about the backup i saw that it was about young boy and i was like oh i'm probably supposed to care about this that's yeah. kind of interesting even though there was a part of me it was like mm, like young boy you don't strike me as like that's cool you taking up the symbolism mm-hmm. but you don't strike me as somebody who's really got the cojones or the skills to <laughs> really like bang out for your people like that so they yeah. might d- be better served as somebody else taking that shield from you like I see what you're doing but I got this for you dude but you know God bless you. somebody's got to show him and lead the way and maybe you'll be a martyr for your people yeah that could I, be I was thinking the like same thing um, then, go down. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing but then I thought of Robin all the different yeah. Robins who Robin just was like, trained though he's trained by uh, Batman you know? not day uh, one Right. Well, he doesn't go out right away. He doesn't go like, out day one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tim Drake takes up himself and, and fights yeah. some dudes before he becomes yeah. Robin. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I get plenty of times where Robins have just put on the costume and become a Robin and start jumping off of buildings. Yeah, Carrie yeah. Kelly. Um, okay. Uh, Tim enough. Drake. Yeah. Tim Drake, Carrie Kelly. I, like, I you know, no one gives them up. No, you're, I'm agreeing with you. That's all. Yeah. It's like how the fight is choreographed that's the problem not any of the motivations or any of the actions you know like he looks way too skilled but besides that all of everything leading up to it i had no issue with and uh like to bring it back to the point of like the the uh my america thoughts of cap um ta-nehisi coach did it five thousand times better like some of those issues of of all like there was literally no dialogue in the issues it was all just the the mental kind of or the like the the thoughts of cap while he's going through a room of like street thugs mm-hmm. street toughs i think is the cool like uh chuck dixon term for it like street toughs just toughs. a group of street toughs <laughs> yeah. um some of that was was goddamn poetry compared to how cantwell kind of put it together here and i really like christopher cantwell a lot same so i, I i'm not i don't i don't i don't i don't know why this missed the mark so much and on multiple levels for me too, because I love Captain well, America Cam- books too. Camel- Cantwell didn't do the backup, but um, no, no, I'm talking about the book, the main book. It didn't work okay. for me. Yeah, I did like that, uh, as you mentioned, Len, when he's cleaning the shield 
I like that kind of thing in superhero stuff. I just think it's fun to see, you know, Barry Allen putting the costume back in the ring or like mm-hmm. Superman's boots sitting by the bed, you know, that kind of thing that like how it would actually be kind of deal. Um, other than that, I agree with everybody's criticisms of this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, road trips with slice of life and comics are the best. I agree. I actually do like road trips quite a bit. Um, yeah. And then he uh, ghost and 246 says those boys look beefy. They do. Some beefy boys. And uh, you know what? They should have just done the predator. Just like <laughs> one arm and another, just like shaking hands and just like biceps. Not like the whole picture. Oh yeah, Jenny's got. It. <laughs> do you guys know what so I'm referring I used to? to um, yes. yes. I, I was hired to do posters for the Colonial Movie Theater uh, for a couple of years there, and um, one of the ones was for the Predator film. And so I sell prints at my store of my artwork, and I'm trying to get to it as quickly as I can. But I did Everybody a Predator. Bam. I did a Predator poster oh, nice. <laughs> where it's. The predator is using his predator vision to watch that scene and going, what the fuck? What the fuck are you guys doing? And that's my poster for the predator. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, JD, do you also do custom work at your store at 4327 Main Street? I do. Thank you so oh, much yeah? for asking. I do you commissions also, and pet portraits. How much are those prints? The, the, those prints? Yeah. The prints um, you just showed. How much are those prints? The 11, 11 by 17s are $20 and the 8.5 by 11s are or 10 That's cool. Do people oh. have to like come in, drag their asses all the way down <laughs> to the store to get those prints or do they get through some mechanism to send them to those people? There's a thing called the internet. Jenny, that question was for Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I see you. With the, with the, oh, <laughs> and I can't tell if it's these motherfuckers or if it's that's as smooth as nothing like <laughs> you can go to johnnydestructo.com which just takes you to my etsy store and you can buy the prints and t-shirts sweet oh now we're on different sides and i have to figure out which oh, i know turn it if i want to pretend look at lynn uh. <laughs> uh, crossover number seven from image comics uh, written by chip zadarsky this time uh so the crossover series is originally by Donny cates Donny cates and, and Jeff, Jeff Shaw. Shaw. Uh, but this particular issue is written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Phil Hester. Uh, the solicitation says, wait, no, hold on. What is this? Why is Chip writing my book? Sorry, I know this is unprofessional to do in public, but no one at Image is answering my emails. Someone please call me. What is happening? That yeah, was, that was the solicitation. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... What'd you guys think of this book, the Chip Zdarsky book? I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was interesting. I I thought it was, I thought it could have been like, and they even joke about this in the book. It could have been masturbatory, mm-hmm. but somehow it was charming. Mm-hmm. It was. I, like, and I, I think it's really just tone. And I, I had not, I've not read that far into sex criminals to even get the reference, but the way that he laid it out, in this in the context of this issue was enough like yeah i appreciate you, that too i love the idea so if this is a reality where comic books bleed into the real world and it's potentially they're malicious versions of characters and blah 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 what does that mean for characters like like people like chip Zdarsky who has written and drawn himself in a comic 
there's a dupe of you out there potentially. And is that dupe a villain or like, and, and the fact that they were also able to propel the overarching plot within this side story that is masturbatory. I think it was just impressive. I think it was just overall pretty impressive. Also, there are two yeah. different personas, which I didn't. I didn't even know that Chip Zdarsky's name was not. Yeah. Zdarsky. Um, so I think that made it a little more interesting as well. Like this window into this uh, this guy's psychology, but also you know that he's sharing this kind of thing. But also, it is a little bit more than he's just meeting a fictional version of himself. He's meeting the fictionalized version of himself that he has in his head. It's not just he wrote himself into a story. Um, I'll tell you, I am just kind of getting tired of mystery unreveals, <laughs> I think, <laughs> in comics and in cold pop culture in general. I'm like, just, I don't, just, who is that guy? <laughs> just tell me now who it is. The one at the end? The one that, yeah. uh, the one at the end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I Do think... I have to wait around for another issue to see, five issues to see who it is? Well, well, you see, this is a classic seventh issue uh, kind of scenario <laughs> where they set up the next arc with a, with Sweet. a side story in a way. Oh, no, I love this reveal too. I did who not see those? this coming. They're, they're from Power. They're from Powers, man. Brian Michael Bendis uh, comic book. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard it's good, but you, I think you would love it. Yeah, like yeah. it takes superhero tropes and put it puts it into a procedural. It's yeah. wonderful. It was good. It was good. I, I don't think they. I don't think they're doing it anymore. But it was. It was good. Um, they. They are and they aren't. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like a cop, like a cop story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- I thought this was cool. I I actually kind of like um found myself like really uh, uh identifying with with the whole idea of having your artistic self almost be another persona right you know like almost being like this alter ego of yourself because sometimes you know i've i've had it you know and i know a lot of artists artistic guys that that have done that um where you just in your mind, you just create this other person who you tap into to for when needed. I, I still remember I talked to uh, I did an interview with um, Daryl McDaniels, DMC of Run DMC, and he was talking about how geeky he was. He was like a 100 percent geek, hardcore comic book, sci fi guy, but he would put on his his glasses Kazell's at the time and his hat and he would turn into the great DMC and he had to do that in his head because that's the only way he could step on stage and actually per- perform and, and, and pull this off and uh, it became almost like a security blanket for him and I really identified with this scene that JD is showing right there where the alter ego of Chip is like kind of like you know the security blanket for real uh, Chip or Richard or whatever his real name was. I kind of like I identified it. I didn't 100% track with the story as it was going on, so I had to read it a couple of times. But it was interesting. It was cool. I'm a I'm a fan of Phil Hester's heart um, art, and uh, I'd like to see I'd like to see how he has progressed artistically. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was cool. This is uh, much more where I'd like to see people like, um, what's, what's his name? And, uh, Andy Parks and, oh, Phil Hester. Yeah. Um, I almost said Phil Parks. Um, then Superman. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We just recently right. much more suited he, to this. <laughs> yes, this yeah. is great. This is wonderful, yeah. Phil Hester. I love this. It's, yeah. This is where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, not so much on a Superman story. So he was trying um, to do the Golden Age Superman stuff, right? That was him with like the just very recent stuff where uh, he was the, the stuff with Philip Kennedy Johnson, the the. The like, Superman's losing his powers yeah, and John yeah, yeah. Kent is gaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt like they were trying to do a Golden Age kind of feel to that. Oh, okay. I, just, I think it didn't work. Um, work. No. Len, what you said earlier about uh, putting on personas, I think is one of the things that shows us that we can be, and I think this is interesting, we can be whatever we want, mm-hmm. right? Like, we are who we want to be. And even when they're like the things that are problems, a lot of times, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but it kind of feels like we think we should have those problems, you know, mm-hmm. like deeper in ourselves. We feel like I want to be upset about this thing or whatever. Right. Like right. I'd rather this thing wasn't the case, but since it is, I, I want to be upset about it. And that doesn't touch any of the like deeper mental issues. But, you know, I just think we have great power over ourselves that mm-hmm. we subconsciously use and um, and sometimes consciously use to create these these existences for ourselves, and if we could master that we'd be happier and contented more contented people amen yeah uh, i did love right. that panel yeah it's yeah. great right i got you it was like so it was surprisingly emotional this book was great yeah i like it i johnny destructo have no ability to relate to this story whatsoever uh <laughs> i do not know where this artist is coming from i uh that, AKA get out of my head chip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Green Arrow 80th anniversary number 1. It's a one shot. There's no number 2. Relax about it. DC Comics written by Jeff Lemire, J- Tom Taylor, Devin Grayson, Benjamin Percy, Vita Ayala, etc. and art by Phil Hester, Andrea Sorrentino, Nicola Scott, Mike Grell, etc. Mm. celebrating the Emerald Archer's 80th anniversary. For the last 8 decades, Green Arrow has been premier and loudest characters in the DCU, always at the forefront of where the superhero genre is headed. This oversized anniversary issue follows in those footsteps as an all-star lineup of Green Arrow creators, alongside some of the gifted creators of the modern era, who have been inspired by Oliver Queen, unite to pay tribute to the battling bowmen. See what the past, present, and future have in store for Ollie, Black Canary, Connor Hawk, Arsenal, Red Arrow, Speedy, and more in this epic special. Hmm. This was fun. I actually yeah. quite enjoyed this. Uh, I like that they went... I don't know. Do a lot of these anniversary issues do the same thing where the 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 teams will do stories yeah. regarding very specific times in that character's existence, like very right. specific yeah. eras. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, it just way. really stuck out to me in this one. Um, that that the is good what ones doing. Do. Like, oh, this is this era, this is this era, yeah, this yeah. is this era. The good um, ones do. I think the last one that was really good that did this was the Robin one. So, like, not only ah. was it different Robins, but they also, like, mm. this is specifically in the Chuck Dixon continuity. Mm. This is specifically yeah. Graham Morris and Damien. This is, like, mm. they, they went to, like, pre- or post-crisis hmm. continuities and just did a little story. Also, Which, uh, quick aside, awesome, but blue and gold, <clears throat> very exciting. I'm into that. Yeah. yeah. 
Man, it's I didn't um, like them at all when they were in their heyday, and I've just grown to like them more and more over the years. I'm, you know, I'm more excited yeah. about Ryan Sukart than I am Dan Jurgens writing. But oh, absolutely. Let's, we're yeah. we're going to talk about the first issue for sure, <laughs> and we'll see if it's on time. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I'm excited about Ryan Sook. I just wish it was a graphic novel so we'd have the whole story <laughs> in one. But on to this. Um, th- this was a lot of fun. To JD's point, I think you can get away with that with characters such as Robin and Green Arrow who haven't had like long stretches or long runs of their books. So they're, the characters, therefore, really fit in like mm. eras you know what i mean um there definitely was the like the long bow hunter era of green arrow which was mike grell so boom you've got mike grell there you've got golden age arrow without the the beard and everything like that and even they've put in tv arrow if you if you really want to read it that yep. way uh, um and Wait, which, which one do you say that was I would say that's the um, the one where he's like with Diggle and a, a bunch of them. He, he felt he, it, it read to me like yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, I, I'm drawing my blank on the actor's name who played uh, him. Stephen Amell. Yeah, Stephen Amell. Like okay, I could yeah, hear yeah. Stephen Amell as I was reading that dialogue. Hmm. Um, Green Arrow for a long time in the 70s and 80s was primarily a member of the of the Justice League. So that's that era. You yeah, see yeah. him with the whole fighting with Hawkman and everything like that. Um, what I think that this does that a lot of the other big anniversary things didn't do, or at least I don't remember them doing, is that they have fun with the format. Like I like the whole idea where it's just yeah. clips of Green Arrow and you talk about this is how he gets along with friends. And like that was kind yeah, of yeah, cool. yeah. and he's yeah. got the chili recipe. Um <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty pretty dope. Um so while yes, I'm still pining for my lowest lane eighty page uh anniversary, um this actually made me like realize why at one time I was a big Green Arrow fan. This was kind of it was kind of fun. That was it was interesting for me because I've never been a Green Arrow fan. Uh, there's never been a period of time where I'm like Green Arrow, got to read that comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, for some reason, this one I, I just really like the whimsy of the Golden Age one, even though. <laughs> You know, yeah, I made an invisible arrow. Like it's very, very right. nonsensical. It's what it was still a potent yeah. weapon. Also, if they happen to reach their hands into that box, yeah, it would still be there, right? <laughs> it's still it's an invisible arrow. I mean, it's impressive. Um, <laughs> but uh, and also the the one thing really bugged me. Uh, for some reason, the Green Arrow physics always have bugged me a little bit. Like in the the one with the boxer um, Wildcat. And it's the origin of the boxing arrow glove because he's getting Taylor, yeah. Bo- yeah. he's getting boxing um, lessons um, from Wildcat. And so he takes a broken arrow, jams it into a boxing glove and then shoots it up at a guy who's flying uh, and it knocks him out. Yeah. It's still a, like a boxing glove with nothing in it other than a stick. <laughs> Traveling very fast. Yeah, it still would just be like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you hit me with a boxing glove, okay? Right. This is the thing you put on your hand so it doesn't hurt as much when you hit somebody else. <laughs> and now it doesn't even have the hand in it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's you know silly. Um, the art is gorgeous. The art, yeah, the art yeah. in all yeah. of these stories, I think, is really really nice. Um, even this guy who's who looks like he's trying to do a little bit of a Neil Adams look. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. See, actually, works out I pretty well. I didn't 
Pete Pibb as Neil Adams, I thought he was doing an homage. I guess you could see it as Adams. I looked at it and saw it as um, an homage to Dick Dillon, who for a long time was the Justice League artist of the of that time. So, and don't get me wrong, he's better than Dick Dillon, but he's very serviceable art. Mike Grell, who I used to kneel at the altar of Mike Grell, uh, you know, I haven't I haven't read this yet. He's I've what he is. Run. I've yeah. never liked Mike Grell's art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike like Grell's definitely of his time. He's definitely of his time, and it's this is this is old man Mike Grell. It's not really yeah. that well done. And to be honest, I didn't think the story was that great. This is probably nah, my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't get it. I, there's two things I want to add. One of my favorite parts of this whole thing was the like um, Wikipedia page style interstitial. Of yeah, and I was talking about that, how, mm-hmm, how to make friends. I, I love this. Yeah. This was great. <laughs> I want. I want every single one of these anniversaries just to have something like that. Almost just kind of overviewing the character. This is the first one I recall doing, which is awesome. Hmm. Um, and I miss Judd Winnick. Judd yeah. Winnick had an awesome run on Green Arrow. It's where he like made a mayor, introduced Mia, like yeah. all of that awesome yeah. stuff that it's not represented here. That, that era, I mean, it kind of is with the uh, with the um, Phil Hester and Andy Parks bit, yeah. but not. I just, I just miss Judd Winnick doing more than kids comics. Judd Winnick, come back! Yeah, yeah. he was great. Also, he was the Connor Hawk like, one was right? good. The Connor like, Hawk one was like, great. Connor Hawk has like one arrow. Yeah, he just grabs over and over again, and it bounces around like Captain America's shield, knocking people out. I thought that was pretty is cool. It, yeah, that is was a really boomerang cool. arrow. No, he just no, like finds a way to get it back. Well, and no, it's it's got like a blunt tip, like a like a bounce, and it literally yeah. like every time it hits something, it bounces back. I guess it okay. does bounce around. I guess I don't. I, yeah. I don't think he calls it a boomerang arrow. Yeah. Technically, no. I think the boomerang arrow has a boomerang, on, boomerang it. on the end of it. That's awful. Which would which would definitely work. <laughs> then, aerodynamically, it's awful. It doesn't. If you put a box aerodynamics. Of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, of uh, again, like this was better than expected no not that's wrong to say this was this was a good version of these anniversary issues that they're constantly mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. but well, they're at still, a period now where they've got a lot of characters I, at big anniversaries i still it's still under the same kind of auspices of i'm tired of anniversary issues so oh, no yeah. matter how great it is i just it's like meh yeah i didn't need it at all oh, i dig them I like them. I like little like iconic overviews of these heroes. And and I was like, Green Arrow, come on, it's it'll be all right. Look, I love steak. Yeah, I I love steak, but if I had it for every single meal every night, I would get tired of steak. That's fair. Are you and only are, reading anniversary issues, Noel? Yeah, you no, should but not these, do that. these these are these are like every other week. Uh, last week was, was the, uh, last the anthology. Well, it's anniversaries and anthologies. It's constant. It's constant. Huh. Nine ninety nine. Huh. Anthology books. Yeah. Books. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, no Lois Lane. And yeah, no, no Lois Lane. Lane. I wonder if they would do like a Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane, but with a biting kind of cynicism. Would be interesting to see like her point of view from that era. And she's like, I obviously I know he's Superman. I think you just, pitched, just can't prove I think it. You, ju- you just pitched like uh, Kelly C. DeConnick's new book. Just Sounds to good. Do it. Sounds yeah. good. The- um, I didn't get the last story here. The I was like, well, what the hell was that? He's going back to the island. <laughs> well, oh, the last uh, Green Arrow. Story? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the actual oh. last story was amazing. 
Oh, the, yeah, the actual last story, and I'm not going to spoil it for, for Noel because he said yeah. he hasn't read it yet. <laughs> but the, the actual last story in here is amazing and is maybe enough to be worth the don't yeah. don't go any further. Yeah. Oh, I, I I read this online already. I read that online already. There, um, oh, great. Yeah. Comic book Twitter that? was. Yeah, comic book Twitter was all a buzz about this, the Hornet yeah. Hornets and stuff. That I that I like that was one of the first things I, I That was awesome. Yeah, was yeah. That was awesome. That's so beautiful. Oh, I yeah. didn't notice the change in typography of the title at first. It's oh, you advancing did? through No, oh. I, I guess I kinda of breezed past that, but mm-hmm. yeah, advancing through eras too. Man, cool. when when there's two panels here, this panel is the one that got me. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the page, we've got old Denny um, with his wife, and he's putting yes. up all of his little um, accolades, yeah. and yeah. they're watching Batman together. And then the next one is he's he's, he's on the couch by himself, yeah. mm-hmm. and his oh. wife is not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Broke my his accolades. So sad. Oh, I didn't uh, see that all part. The that, yeah, it was focused on the all accolades. the things that he's watching. It's showing like all of these things that he had a hand in or touched or was a part of is now like crossing into other media. It's almost like he is he should professionally be happier than he ever has being out in the world and wider audience. Yeah. But he's alone. Yeah. And, and what out. and what I I mean, that was very, very touching. The reason why that was even more touching for me is because before that that's actually his second wife he was oh, married earlier really? and if you go back you see see that bubble right there with the heart yeah that's when he meets her but if oh, you yeah. go back i think one more page yes. it goes, that's where he breaks that bottom panel is where he shows uh, he broke up with his wife at that time uh, and this was written by his son right yeah, yeah. It was written by his son who i think is like that was his mother. The, the, his first wife was yeah. his yeah. mother. Yeah, very, this is very cool. Definitely is the best cool. thing in the book. Yeah, and yeah, you know why? I like that it goes back to the hat. Was that? The, the, I like that it goes back to the hat. I like. Uh, there's two things about this. Maybe this is a product of it being in um, the Green Arrow book. That Green Arrow is holding his hand at the mm. end and not Batman, because a lot of people associate him with Batman for sure. You know, Adam's thing. Yeah. But as that this story kind of points out, um, Green Arrow, what he did with Green Arrow came first. You know, mm. so it, it was really his his move into DC hmm. um, and bringing that aesthetic there. So I kind of like that it was green arrow there, you know, kind of like Started. rewriting that history a little bit. Yeah. Right? Started and ended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing that I like is that when he passed as much as he was a part of uh, DC, I always felt that DC had not done enough to send, give any flowers to him because I remember immediately following for almost a year, it seemed like every Marvel book, there was that one page that where they were highlighting Denny O'Neill's contribution to mm. Marvel. And it was like in every freaking book. And there were some books where it started off like he maybe had, like had like a little banner at the top, R.I.P. Denny or something like that. And I didn't remember seeing that level mm. of appreciation from the Marvel uh, from D.C. So reading this made me say, OK. Yeah. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I, I wish this wasn't in the back of this 80 page thing. This yeah. could have been its own yeah. release and people would have bought it like, like hotcakes. But I, yeah. I'm just glad that it, it exists. I, I want this to be so I do not 
know how the Eisner's necessarily works, but I want this to get attention. And if it's oh, this can get dominated, it, but in, its inclusion in a anthology doesn't prevent it from or because it's, it's a short. It's a short. So I would, can, I, yeah, this is this is wonderful. Len, what did he do for Marvel? He uh, also known as DC guy. He did. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, I he was he was primarily an editor there because he's the oh. one that got Frank Miller started with Daredevil. Oh, okay. But he did do some writing as well. Um, shit, who did he do? Did he do Doctor Strange for a little bit? I can't remember. I he was an editor for a long time, and he did. But he um he did do some writing, but he was. He was very instrumental over at, at Marvel as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I matter of fact, because uh, I think he played a part in the uh, in the um, uh, 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 Transformers over at Marvel as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he played a part in actually uh-huh. like naming like a couple of them. That's actually yeah. Like Marvel created the names Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And, like a lot of the backstory is way more Marvel than than I had realized, you know. Oh, yeah. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a backstory before yeah. Marvel. Well, you know, they're from two separate toy lines in Japan, yep. Yep. which is crazy. That's why Megatron is on a different scale. Mm-hmm. And they're both the heroes of their separate toy lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, Until. Yeah. <laughs> we need a villain. <laughs> right. Um, um, so uh, JD is taking care of uh, yeah. little Kai guy. However, I think we could probably take this opportunity to remind yeah. Uh, people, how to help support the show? If you like what we're doing here, um, uh, Brian, if you'd like to explain. Well, I mean, these people uh, who like or or uh, want to give us some money, like us, want to give us some money, go to patreon.com backslash Johnny Destructo, and they'll walk you through the rest of it. Um, and whatever you know, whatever you can give is greatly appreciated. And even if that's just saying that you like our show to other people, you know, like uh, uh, yeah. do those things. If you can't contribute, that's totally fine. Uh, yeah. At the very least, uh, comment, like, subscribe. At uh, the least. YouTube and YouTube. YouTube.com slash cult pop go uh, or Facebook.com slash cult pop podcasts. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, tell us, you know, send us an email. Let yeah. us know. Join us live on seven, Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hi, buddy. He's in a new shirt. I wonder I saw that. what happened. Uh, hey, well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Spoiler alert. He pooped. So, <laughs> hey, B, yeah, just roll out does. and it went straight up his back. Hey, I'm, B, sorry to, I'm sorry to embarrass you on a live stream, my son. That's all good. Um, the B, just to give it, fill you in, the, uh, Denny O'Neill, he did write for Doctor Strange over at Marvel. Oh, okay. Um, he did, and him along with Neil Adams, uh, did, uh, some work with X-Men over at Marvel as well. And, and before he, he came to DC, that's where he got the bulk of his writing. And then he went back to Marvel as primarily an editor, but he also did writing on Spider-Man over there as well and returned to Doctor Strange. Interesting. I bet that's some pretty good stuff. And he wrote on like, Iron yeah. Man. He huh? wrote well, yes, he was a regular script on Iron Man from 82 to 86, huh? from Daredevil to 83 to 85, from um, Spider-Man in the 80s. Yeah, he did he did he he did a lot of work over at Marvel. He was a, oh. he was in D a, a man Dirty worthy man. of the the accolades huh? that he received. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, 
Before we get into gutter talk, do you guys want to do two quick thunder rounds? Sure. Thunder rounds. And yeah, I mean, every time JD mentions it, you get in there right away with thunder rounds with me. It's just like, oh, thunder yeah, rounds. thunder rounds. Yeah. Thunder rounds. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I get it. I understand the hierarchy. Um, Good. <laughs> so two books came out this week that we're going to talk. Um, actually, one of them is, might be a little bit of an extended thunder round because I, Brian and I both read this book. Well, see, um, that's and, the real reason that I didn't get on there was because I was like, oh, no, and I are going to talk about this title. Um, uh, so it's a thunder and lightning round. We'll, we'll be very quick. Um, barbaric <laughs> written by Michael Morrissey and art by Nathan Gooden. Um, I don't have the, the, the solicitation in hand, but that's okay. Um, I do. you want to read it for us real quick? Uh, Owen the Barbarian has been cursed to do good with what remains of his life. His bloodthirsty weapon, axe, has become his moral compass with a drinking problem. Together they wander the realm, foredoomed to help any who seek assistance. But there is one thing Owen hates more than a life with rules. Witches. Welcome to the skull-cracking, blood-splattering, mayhem-loving comic brave enough to ask. How can a man sworn to do good... Do so much violence. Ha! Fucking with you. It's just barbaric. Um, this book was like, it was a parody that was taken seriously. Um, it's metal. It's great. He, uh, his his enchanted axe talks to him and needs to like wants to get drunk on blood constantly, and he's only allowed to do violence on those that are bad, even though he hates having to do that like why can't i just kill people yeah he like, used to live a simple life of barbarianism and sleeping with women and drinking and killing people and like he wasn't a he wasn't a bad dude by his standards yeah, he but he would kill people like he wasn't evil i should say and like oh, turned to the side of good he was just kind of like i do whatever the fuck chaos I yeah right exactly um yeah, <laughs> the way that this the way that this first of all, the art is fantastic. The way that it's written is almost like parody because it's a lot of like um, uh, present day kind of slang, but it's not. Yeah. And his name is Owen. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 It's right there. <laughs> I, there's so much like um, there's so much modern storytelling in this very oh. crazy metal barbaric kind of thing it's got it's got shades of daniel warren johnson it's got shades of conan it's just it's it's nasty but it's so funny i was so shocked by how fun this book was i want it on my list and i want to keep reading it it was so incredibly good yeah yeah so and also nobody his axe has this face on one side and he talks to it about like our introduction is these they're in a, a gladiatorial ring and there's three people and two of them did really bad stuff. And one of them like stole something to do something. stole some bread. To right. Eat, right. Yeah. And he was, uh, and so he's like talking to the ax and nobody else can hear the ax. So he just looks like yeah. he's conversing with his ax and he's like, all right, I'll kill those two, but not the other one. If you leave, yeah, he, I will he, has to ask, yeah. he asks the magical ask ax, like, yeah. am I allowed to kill these assholes? He's yeah. like, ah, this one and this one, you did the thing. He's not really that bad. You can't. And, and like, it's a, right. but in self-defense, it's, you know, right. maybe you can. Yeah, like if somebody's like, attacking whole, him. So he's like, if you don't attack me, I won't kill you. And he's like, it's, all right. It's <laughs> this know, whole hilarious. Yeah, it's it's a hilarious okay. scenario of bargaining the, between a, you know, demonic looking axe that just mm. wants to drink blood. And mm. then also, too, like after he kills a handful of people, the axe is drunk. 
Right, and take a break and just blood. like I'm totally fine. It's cool. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a dumb book, and it's just yeah. it's the right kind of dumb. I, anyway, I he winds up uh, like the what looks like the path will be. He meets this witch, and she's kind of like a uh, illust- uh, what Was it the tattooed man in DC Comics where she can yeah like pull her tattoos, tattoos of, off? She's right, got tattoos of weapons, and she just like pulls a knife out of her shoulder yeah. or a dagger. Like this is a cool fucking it's book. Fun. It's like yeah. all great ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish, I wish we were able to find button. a copy. Yeah, I wasn't able yeah, to yeah. find a copy in time for all of us to be able to read it. But just like happenstance, I know Brian and I read it, so it's like we have to just let people know. Yeah, yeah. this book is on the radar. Yeah, it's cool because Vault on. Comics don't really. Yeah, Vault doesn't have that big of like a promotion. They're already machine right. They're already sold out of their first. Sorry, I thought you were going to print run. Yeah. Well, no, it, it didn't have that big of a print run because yeah. Vault Comics is not one of the big two, or it's not right. a big image push from a bunch of huge name. Um, but they're on creators. to another printing, I believe. Yeah, um, everyone yeah, picked yeah. this up. It's cool. it's wonderful. Support crazy fun yeah. books like this as opposed to yeah. you know something that sucks. Things that aren't fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, things, things that are garbage. Yeah, things you don't like, just drop them. Wasn't yeah. there another book that y'all wanted to do a Thunder Round one? Uh, I think JD maybe wanted to do Buffy, or we'll just skip it. What do you think, buddy? Skip it. Oh well, you skip that. Well, let me do a quick thunder round, or thunder round-ish thing, if I may. For and this is a comic book that I am, I'm, I'm upset that I read, and but I. But Ooh, I read I it. Yes, I have a guess. I, I, I read it, <laughs> and uh, you know, hey, there you go. And it is a comic book that is from the publisher that we all know as Archie. And oh, yeah. I got five pages in. I got five pages in. The, the mighty Crusaders number one. Oh, the Shield by Rob Leafield, written and drawn by Rob Leafield. Um, with a let's see, script by David Gallagher, uh, and lettering by Jack Morelli. Um Solicitation says Rob Leefield is drawing comics like it's 1985. And, <laughs> and oh boy, this was a pot piece of garbage. This was, yo, who keeps cutting checks to Rob Leafield <laughs> for comics. If you look at that cover, ladies and gentlemen, that is page one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of this book. Because th- that same pose, those same clenched fists yeah. <laughs> are on the <laughs> <laughs> What happened to her proportion? Like, Yo, I'm telling you, this is a hot piece Wait, those are, of garbage. Those are, those, so I got this is the that's the page I got to. Go back one page. That's the page I got to, and I was like, "Did Howard Chaikin ink Rob Liefeld? Like, what the uh, fuck just happened here?" And then I left. A stone. I guess he's like in a stone chair. Is- you know what though? His feet are properly proportioned. That's true. But it but it sucks that he has. Um, oven mitts for hands. His feet, his feet are properly proportioned, but his legs are too too short. Like this makes this is this is bad take art. Taking away the chair, and he's doing a solid squat. A squat. He kind of looks like he is not sitting on that chair anyway. Honestly, he looks he's like not. he's squatting. 
Now, art, I, art aside. Listen, they sold him the whole seat. He only needed wait, the edge. I was going to say he's only at the edge of the seat, right? Because there's nothing in between his legs. And who, and who sits with their fists clenched? This, the fists are never... They, there are no fingers in this. It's only clenched. Wait, oh, you're through, right. I wanna, is there is there not ever a single hand open, open hand. There's <laughs> not. Oh, wait, there's oh, there one. There's one. He's throwing the somebody. bad guys. The bad guys like ah. Yeah. He had his fist <laughs> ripped apart. This, but mind you, that scene is supposed to be taking place in an apartment. It is supposed to be taking place in an apartment. No, exactly. <laughs> it's, the, it's supposed to be in the middle of an apartment. Where are, yeah. There's no backgrounds. Period. There's absolutely no background. God, this is a piece, piece of garbage, man. And, and, and I, I read it honestly because I was like, okay, I haven't read a Rob Leafield book in, in years. <laughs> Let me give him the benefit of a doubt. Let me see. Maybe. And I was like, no, no, no. This is garbage. This is this is such a waste of time and 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 money. And I and what the who who is this munchkin that is next to Giganta? Well, that's this. Dusty Simmons, former detect uh, boy detective, current Crusaders liaison. Len, How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> can you go? Can you go back a couple pages? There was like that one the sign uh, splash page. Yeah, the sign splash page that looks nothing like the rest of the book. Yeah, exactly. With, with the rip, the the rips in the in the supposed to be indestructible that's, armor yeah, yeah. that it, it, that's of course a fucking totally that disappear next page. Exactly. Yeah. It's, of course, it's not. It's that style. is a var- That's a cover variant. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what that right. is. So, right. So the story, the story of behind this book is more interesting than the book itself. Like, um, they were uh, Archie was like Archie Comics wants to get back in superhero books. They got Rob Liefeld to kind of be a liaison and to essentially do like one book and maybe like another one shot. Um, and he got this co-writer Gallagher. Um, Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, that's a buddy of mine, David Gallagher, of the Only Living Boy or Last Living Boy. Oh, yeah. He cool. he's he's a really nice guy, um, right. and he's a he's got a creator own series. Um, I didn't realize that he would even worked on this until you just said it just now. So, go get your either, boy. Either he, either he, <laughs> or I mean, this, I was going to say this is probably an excellent opportunity for him. Either he or the one of the other. Um, artists, penciler or colorist or something um, a month or two ago tweeted out one of the variant covers for this book. It was approved by Archie Comics and everybody that this is a variant cover you know, shared for promotion purposes. Rob Liefeld didn't like that because it showed old man Ben Higgins or whoever the fuck this is. Yeah, I think the variants are at the end of the book. Uh, yeah, it was. it showed it showed um the old man one, the uh, future version. Or oh, something. okay. It was a the promotional the material. The first page of this. Yeah. The, it, it was a promotional material that pretty much showed the very first page. Who kids this shit? He freaked the fuck out like a little tantrum baby boy about how they ruined the integrity of his story and he quit. Huh. So he quit Archie Comics and didn't want to finish because they showed that. Didn't want to finish. Um, uh, you're hurting small businesses. You ruined my story. You ruined all the surprises. Meanwhile, all of us are like, it's the same story you've told 4,000 times. Exactly. Table. Yeah. Um, and he, he made a big stink and tantrumed and like, uh, gave the, gave the, 
check, like, you know, cash the check and left and isn't going to do anything else for this series. That's so not funny. only, not only is he, um, a shit storyteller, he's also just a bit of a baby. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I and mean, that's not news. It's still, I, it's, he's been a baby since the nineties when, when he was literally a baby. Years of baby. Him, 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 uh, having a conniption fit is probably the best thing that could have happened to this series. Yeah. yeah. Cause I like um, the comment. I was like, Oh, the comments, one of these, that's cool. I always thought he was cool, but, but let's talk about the writing for a second. I, I was like, at the end of it, I'm like, it's done. But simultaneously, like, oh, good, I'm done with it. <laughs> but like, it's felt like nothing much happened. Nothing. And then nothing you were happened. done. Right. When you said five pages in, I'm like, was it more than five pages? So this Something this like. Gallagher gentleman was probably just hired to try and make sense of oh, a sure, loose ass plot, right? Like, yeah, Marvel style. Here's this. These people are this. This is their names. We're going to do this. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't oh I don't blame him him at all. I imagine that Rob Liefeld Liefeld is um you know had already pretty much done it and David Gallagher scripted this. The scripting is not bad, like the pacing and the things that you know what I mean? Um the story is like nothing occurs. Some of these some of these some of the some of the poses and some of the pieces are like not bad, but just in the context of, of how limited it is when you compare it to like every other page, it's mm. so obvious. You know, like there was an action page a couple of pages back that was just like, no, that was a pretty decent pose and that was, that was yeah. very engaging now before that. I mean, he's before. not a bad drawer. This one. Uh, like he's like, way better than he, <laughs> many, many human beings. The, 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 that still doesn't mean he's not a bad drawer. He's a bad right. drawer. <laughs> he's a bad artist. He is. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, I put this in. I, I did. I did put this like included it as like, a, hey, maybe it'll be fun to talk about this failed experiment. No, well, I'm apparently, that, you said apparently on. he's going full comic skate soon. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes and no. So, like, he he flirts with it. He's, I mean, if anything, he's an excellent opportunist, right? Yeah. So he doesn't speak against it. He doesn't speak for it. But he constantly, like, likes the shit on Facebook or likes the shit on Twitter and agrees with a bunch of things. And, yeah, I can't wait. And you betcha. Like... That's because he's running, he's running he out of places to go, man. He's running yeah. out of places for a check. So yeah, yeah. He, flirts, he flirts hard. It's it's just a matter of time before he fully embraces. Well, the rest of the industry just kind of gets tired of his little tantrum bullshit. Yeah, I mean it's it's where it's where professionals uh, who have burned all their bridges wind up. Comicsgate. Um, yeah, I think the thing you had showed me was like some had, someone had tweeted to him like, oh, stupid SJWs. How come we can't just good good action with sexy women, stupid SJWs pushing their agenda? And he gave it like he like retweeted it with like fist bumps and stuff. Yeah, um, he's, he's just I think he's just again, if he's great at anything, it's selling himself. I yeah. think he's just planting seeds for when he eventually does or if he's going to have to. Yeah. And yeah, look, this, I've always been thing, with you. He doesn't care. This, this thing that uh, happened with this comic book, even that at the time seemed like he just want, didn't want to do the book for mm-hmm. any yeah. any other reason. It did. And so he just yeah. made up that reason to be yeah. like, oh, I quit. How dare you? <laughs> it was such it was such a loose reason. I, I don't understand why major like, is he that much of a draw? Why do people keep giving him work? There He's are probably, people out there that think he is legitimately good. 
Yeah. yeah. Th- that and he is legitimately still a name to the average person yeah. who if you you know, you get in a meeting with Rob Leefield, he comes in there, you know, yeah, I did gap commercials and all this like type of stuff. My comics have sold X amount of money, have yeah. been licensed for to in uh TV and shit like that. He's yeah. a name to the average person that don't really know about superheroes. And they yeah. just want to have some window, some connection yeah. into that world. And, and he's and still bragging about like thing, I think you know? what was it? He's got the second highest selling Marvel comic or something and Yeah. Yeah, and he, 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 he can say he, I created Deadpool. Now everybody right. knows Deadpool now, so he's, right. he's he, he, you know. Yeah. Also, this probably sold because it had his name on it. Like that, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Is like I mean, they look at past things that have sold, and that's he's still in it. And as long as he is, he'll get the next book too. Yeah, it's a shame. It's overall, it's a shame because I don't like even in his heyday. I always found him to be edgy bullshit. I was never yeah. a fan. Me neither. Agreed. What What did he do for Image? What was his it was young, um, young blood, young blood, oh, blood yeah. something, blood sport, blood strike, blood sport. and then yeah. blood blood, right? He was uh, blood blood. Of blood blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I think it's it's uh, Donny Cates as the paybacks. There's a character called Blood Pouch, yeah. and he's just got tons and tons of pouches That's on his like weird Shatterstar headgear thing. Yeah, yeah it, it's very funny. Did he work? So was he on the Chris Claremont X Men years? Was he? Afterwards? No, that's Jim Lee was. Yeah, he was after that. Um, uh, I belong to a a Facebook group called Comic Swipes. And it's basically just, oh, here's a panel from this book. It is directly, it is is almost a tracing of this other panel from another book, from another artist. Um, And Rob Liefeld is all over that, man. He just just traces or copies panels willy-nilly. Really? Because because uh, his art is so atrocious. I'm, I I well, can't I mean, pick to like where he copies. It's a something. snake. Eat, it's a snake eating its own tail. He swipes himself constantly. See that <laughs> I would that I would believe one hundred percent. Yes, he had two or three um, partially original ideas thirty years ago, and he constantly keeps swiping his own shit. Well, he I was never, going to say he never draws backgrounds, and he's got yeah. four poses, and he just keeps doing it. Because I was going to say that old man, that old man shield that we we showed, I would, I wouldn't, you know, not believe that he copied his old bullshit Captain America art for that. Or uh, I mean, that's table. that's table. Yeah. Like he just took oh yeah, and changed yeah. and like and changed his outfit and gave him a beard. You're right. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot yeah. about cable. Yeah. yeah. I don't like. Also, the eyes were glowing, so he probably just added one glowing eye. Like fuck this. <laughs> and cable had two like guns, right? Like that yes. was part of his signature yes. look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you think about that. Yep, yep. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I uh, do. You, I mean, we can have a segment every. <laughs> Let me see. Oh wow! Wow! The one, the 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 one that's not Green Lantern is the Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and and that's that's copying Kevin McGuire. Yeah. Thus, why yeah. that face looks halfway decent. I was. I like. I like the idea that everything good about Rob Liefeld doesn't belong to him. Oh wait! Wow, it's nothing. Wow. Uh, so this was the um, shit on Rye Blofeld section of the show. Yeah, uh, tune in next week while we find something else to bitch about because there's plenty. 
we'll touch base on his social media every week and just get angry about it because he's an asshole. <laughs> End of round. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we do some gutter talk? Let's do it. Gutter talk. I mean, do we do we have an introduction for gutter talk? No. We're gonna do gutter talk now. That's as good as any for me. Yes. All right. So the first topic, first topic we have on hand is, hey, are event comics out of ideas? So we're we're in the middle. I mean, the, the easy answer. You can take out yeah. a event comics. Put, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> yeah. So the what precipitated this conversation is the fact that. Uh, we just got finished reading Her- Heroes Reborn. Heroes Reborn, yeah. Uh, right. And also, too, like, reprints of the original Heroes Reborn now are saying the original epic. Like, they, like oh, Heroes Reborn, the original epic. Like, so, um, that just, you know, precipitates the larger conversation of we're in this era now where they're recycling... God, that was horrible. Heroes they're Reborn? recycling yes. names. And they were, like, Heroes Reborn... Um, what was the other one? Inferno. Uh, Inferno. Um, and also, too, these stories, for the most part, they're not actually connected. I, I think Secret Empire yeah. was a redo. Secret Wars was a redo. Secret like, Wars, the Clone Saga. Clone Saga, like, they're, is in the currently doing that right now. At, at DC, there is always word crisis. Word crisis. Like, we're in this era where it's all rehashing. Is that a good or a bad thing? And or do you care? So who wants to go first? I oh go ahead, Judy. Red Brian. Um, I think <laughs> it's fine. I think especially for like Heroes Reborn and Inferno, which have nothing to do with the originals, it's just like a wink and a nod. It's fine if you know about the old one, then you can be like, oh, hey, cool. And if you don't know about the old one, then it doesn't matter at all. You know, like this applied. With something like Secret Wars, I did kind of feel more like well, give it a different title this is not a the, why is this one also called secret wars that was strange um but or the clone saga makes sense that there are clone sagas ish things happening in miles morales you know so if they want to say hey like we're doing another clone saga i'm down with that the story seems different although i haven't read other than the one that we read um so, yeah, I mean, I think it's totally fine. I don't think it's an, a symptom of being out of ideas. I think it's just a fun, a fun reuse of those things in most cases. Um, Heroes Reborn has nothing to do with the title Heroes Reborn. The, pre, the previous event that we just read where um, the Justice League is, you know, the Squadron Supreme takes uh, center stage because the Avengers never happened. Nothing with heroes being reborn. Um, it's stuff like that frustrates me. Uh, and this has been a thing that's been going on in film for the past five, 10 years as well. Oh, we've got a Halloween sequel, Halloween 2018. It's going to call it Halloween. Um, it's not a remake. It is a sequel to Halloween called Halloween. Uh, that stuff drives me nuts. It feels like it's just there to purposefully confuse the consumer, the person who's there to check it out. Because um, like, oh, well, if they haven't seen Halloween one, maybe they won't go see Halloween two. And they, right, well, it's right. a sequel, so I see that. Um, it, it just it, it drives me nuts. Um, 
as a retailer, it's frustrating. Um, as a reader, it's frustrating. As someone who has to catalog comic books, it's frustrating. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like things need their different titles um, or volume two. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I hate it. I can't stand it. Uh, Len, do you have thoughts? No. <laughs> no, I, I honestly like do to me comic books like we say are event comics out of ideas. You could take out event and put comic books out of ideas. Like they all they constantly recycle things, right? But I have resigned myself to the fact that in their constant recycling of things is one. They're trying to recycle for, or or at least in my mind, I've talked myself into believing that they're trying to recycle for the next generation, Hmm. right? So while we may have the member berries of secret wars of our youth, there is another generation for whom they will have a different secret Hmm. wars, just like the Batman that I grew up loving is not the Batman that some 20 year old or some 10 year old is going to love right now. Right. Even though it's the same Batman and ostensibly the same character. Right. So it doesn't really bother me if you, and sometimes if you do um, use a title or a concept over, if you do something different with it, um, sometimes you can make it better. I personally think that what they did this time around with secret wars is super, Superior to what the original Secret Wars was all about. I thought Secret Wars was a bad name for what happened. For the original one. Right. So yeah. it actually is better suited for what happened. So I'm with yeah. that. Whereas to what JD said, the heroes were born, the original heroes were born, I think was a failed experiment and a big cash grab at at best. So at least this one is at least a bit more story driven. Now you can argue whether or not one is better than the other, but they tried to do something with it. It doesn't really bother, bother me that much. It's something that has happened in media for decades since the beginning of radio and movies and, and books and television Stories, it happens fairy tale right yeah, right. right so it, yeah. it don't it don't bother me uh, frustrating and very real retailer issues aside which yeah i'm more inclined to agree with um with brian i think it's like um our perspective is knowing the reference um but it's since they've almost always been kind of their own thing it doesn't really bother me yet however when i'm like putting them on the shelves next to each other it's weird if I've got to like catalog one or the other or explain the connection that doesn't exist. It's yeah, I get it. Um, but I kind of like the idea of really, really good remakes or really, really good cover songs or doing your own thing with this Mm -hmm. one piece of memorabilia or nostalgia. Right. So like this Inferno, much like the secret wars, the difference between the two and also to it's Hickman. Um, I I'm pretty sure he's not going to do anything near the original thing, right? It's going to, he's going to take it more literally or something completely different, you know, not hell on earth, literally like the original miniseries or the original um, crossover event. I, I don't know. Like I, 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 yeah, I'm more inclined to agree with Brian, like, you know, use it all, do something different. Great. Nothing is 
Nothing is sacred. Just tell me a good story. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah, that cataloging, though, is a point that I hadn't thought of in both of your cases. <laughs> then, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that for, for J.D. explicitly. That's probably frustrating as shit. Yeah. I mean, let's not even get into how um, events are solicited and all of the like extra add ons and things. And you have to like explain to yeah. your your subscribers like, OK, do you just want the main event? Do you want the tie-ins? Do you want explicit tie-ins? Do you want to hold off on this? Do you just want the first issue of all the tie-ins? Like, <laughs> that's a clusterfuck. I like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, uh, what was it? A conversation not too long ago that event books should just be in title and that's it. Just yep. be in the title. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's first sells, world problem. Whatever. That's, yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was pretty interesting, and it's most. I guess the the um. The aggressor is mostly Marvel these days. Um, DC just has that one heavy note of crisis that they play every three to five years. Mm. Just, yeah, it's in some ways. Mm. I feel like mm. crisis works. The number 52 didn't. I feel like they tried to manufacture a thing for DC with the number 52, whereas crisis is like in their fabric. And so when I see crisis, I'm like, oh, all right. As long as it's not... Uh, too much, but I haven't hit that point. Uh, and the new the new multiverse thing is not called it, but it does hint at a crisis later. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't there also oh, yeah. a trial of Magneto? Yes. Before? Oh, was there? Yes. Oh right. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which leads into another topic of ours. It does lead into another yeah. topic. Are we going full spoilers? Yeah, we are. Sure. Right. I mean, nobody um, seems to care. <laughs> so, Wanda Maximoff was straight up murked. Uh, and killed in X Factor number 10 this week. Who's Wanda Maximoff? I'm sorry, the Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet Witch was murdered uh, in comics this week. Uh, and aside from obviously, we wa- we look, we are, you know, we're on social media comics, comics groups, and blah, blah, blah. But besides like very acute news sources, no one's talking about it and no one seems to give a shit. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So, Even like regular news might have, you know, there was just a yeah, big I mean, series. Yeah. 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 Very popular character for the most yeah. part outside of comic books and no one blipped. There was yeah. no like spoiler press release. Right. So, I mean, the question being, since no one seemed to care, are we just, we just know behind the curtain too much? We're just jaded as... Are, are we just jaded as readers or, or consumers like, yeah, yeah, she's dead now. That's fine. Yes. Uh, but but it'll be it'll be cool in a second. Now, oh, yeah, no. The death of Doctor Strange is coming. Did he know? So, OK, so, yes, the, 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 the short answer is we probably we're just we know we, uh, peek behind the sausage. We know that they're all coming back in some way, shape or form. That's fine. Um, does it matter? Because for the most part, I'm just down for a good journey. I know that she's not really dead or not going to stay dead. What do you guys think? Let's talk. Fuck comics. What's up? It don't matter because like you said, it's all about the story. It's all about whether or not the story is, was well told, well done. Um, you, and therefore, and her passing, it's the significance of that to the story. That's all that really, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Like, right, like when, the characters don't know. That, right, right, yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's the great. That's a great point. Even though, even though I'll be, I'll be honest. They say the characters don't know. 
but somewhere one of the characters is going to be like, yeah, well, she'll be back on Wednesday because right. we all come back. You know, what I mean? you remember when Martian Manhunter died and uh, I think it was in Final Crisis and somebody was like, we pray for a resurrection, you know, like that. And right. later he did, but he was resurrected. This is, yeah, this is serious. Look, look, look. Yeah. If, if Damian Wayne can come back right. from the dead, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, should be able to cross the river sticks and be like, yo, just in time for Jeopardy. So I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sweat that. You know what I mean? But as long as the story is well done and well told, it's fine. I d- don't think this gets the big props because one, you know, um, let's face it. The general public has got attuned to comic speaks now. They know about, you know, snaps and like, oh, snap again, you're back, you know. So that's already in their lexicon. Um, And and they've been burned a couple of times by these faux news releases of like, oh, my God, I'm thinking about when um, they put out this big press release because Johnny Storm died early in Hickman's Fantastic Four run. And it was like this big thing. And I remember like reading the book and it's emotional and it looks good and it's well rendered. But I knew he was going to be back and he was back. He was back very soon. So but they got burned. It was like a big thing. So and they don't care that much either. Like they're like, oh, that's interesting. But I think it's a really good point, Len, when like they've gotten burned. They've seen these articles before. And then like that doesn't seem to be the case. They're not regular comics readers. They don't really care. And so like the fifth time that some character dies in a headline, you're like, well, who gives a shit? Yeah, is it is it a box that they just checked way too many times, and we got to put it put yeah. it to rest for a bit? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, even if they let it last longer, like with mm. Superman, I feel like he was dead for a while. Yeah, and we got a lot. We mined that for a while, and we had all of the other Superman, the Reign of the Superman, and World yeah. Without Superman, and you know it was a big deal, and it went on for quite a while, and I I really enjoyed a lot of those stories, and. Now, you know, I think there's been a couple of times and not even in recent history anymore. It used to be recent history. And now it's like, <laughs> wasn't it all <laughs> Batman uh, when Batman died and Dick took over? I think a lot of us are like, oh, Batman's back already. Like we we still have like, some more that we could do with yeah. Dick Grayson. It was like Batman. it was like six months. It was yeah. it was only like six months. One thing I liked about that is like that they showed us, like in the issue where he seemed to die all of the characters thought that he died, but we knew that he didn't. And I liked that. I was like, was the end of the you're series. not pretending that he's actually dead. It was, yeah. it was the end of final crisis. So it was like maybe yeah. two or three issues later, they showed him in a cave. Um, yeah. but, yeah. um, Wolverine stayed dead for like five years, five True. or six years. However, mm-hmm. they told Wolverine stories by like, yes. inserting other people into his, uh, into his title right like and the old man logan. logan of it all yeah. and the um so like it was a that was i thought that that was actually a pretty slick way of having your cake and eating it too yeah like like well, let's let's create something else without like negating this death immediately same with captain america he was dead for a couple of years because that book was monthly it was like 25 yeah, yeah. issues of yeah he was there for about monthly a title it was like two two yeah. years or so yeah. yeah i wonder if that was longer than they intended like the death of superman because that was very popular, and I wonder if they were like, let's keep it going. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think also the Scarlet Witch, when I first heard the news, I was like, well, is this how they make her a mutant again? Was my first thought. Was not like, oh, she's dead. It's like, oh, Disney now owns Fox, so she can be a mutant. There's no legal trouble with that. Are they yeah. going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw speculation about that, too. This is just a status yeah. quo change, not a death. That would How'd be my guess. How'd she die? Uh, that's the mystery. That's the trial. So, at the end of oh. at the end of um, uh, the gala, the Hellfire Gala, um, a couple of different issues. I think it was in Sword, and it was also in X Factor or something. She was invited to the gala, um, and she came late, and she had this great conversation with Magneto. No one else was around, um, where he just kind of you know, told her all the things that were weighing on his heart that he knows you're not really my daughter. I know you're not really my daughter, but I've, I'll always consider you a daughter and I love you. Aww. And I'm sorry that we've become like, it was very sweet and they had a dance together and stuff, but no one else was around. And then they find her body. Um, and the first thing that, you know, I think someone says is where's Magneto yeah. because that sounds interesting. He's been presenting constantly as she is the pretender. She is a villain. She is, cre- you know, she is responsible for genocide. Hmm. Which is this? Is this fridging? Um, no, I wouldn't. Is say this? That. I don't think so. Is this getting rid of a character, a female character, in order to focus on the repercussions towards a male character? <sighs> Taken alone, maybe, but in the larger context of him well maybe huh. maybe i don't well, see how the story plays out but it's a yeah, legitimate thing that could that. happen like they have I'm so just much thinking, history you know it just occurs to me it's like oh because th- my thought was oh the death wasn't really the story hmm. the trial of magneto is the story huh. because he's being falsely accused for you know i assume um just which sounds a little be, bit like fridging does fridging have to i could be wrong um, but isn't fridging a thing or um, it's more egregious when it's a character that only exists to suffer tell the plot? That's like, worse. Yeah, right. That's, that's worse. But that's I introduced not, that, the girlfriend. I introduced the girlfriend like one issue ago and now she's been. Killed. Yeah, that, that's worse. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like okay. that. But this but, also builds out of like a lot of existing X-Men continuity and is a and is mm-hmm. a valid way for the story to progress. Like, there's a lot awesome. of people on that island that hate her. She is like this yeah. monster she's, in their eyes. And she's already in solicitations right. for. <laughs> yeah. She's she's already like in solicitations for stuff yeah. coming out in September. And, and she's going to be in Doctor Strange movie. Like, yeah. she's not going to be dead for that long. Oh. And the Dark Gold miniseries. She's like a big part. Yeah, of yeah. And I th- and and I actually think maybe. Maybe it is a way of maybe kind of like retconning or re-retconning her into a mutant. But I also unretconning, unretconning, right? Just conning, conning. But I think actually more to the point is this is their way of sliding her in the comics closer, if not even more so, all the way over to the dark side, to the villainous side, Mm. because she's going to be played closer to in that way in the cinematic universe. Oh, you think so? so? Yes, I do. Oh, interesting. Either way, I'd like as as a reader, I'm more interested in this story now 
as to how they're like, I'm more interested in reading the trial of Magneto to see how they reconcile all this. Because from the character's perspective, he had turned a page and now it's too late. And then, you know, he's a, um, he's a man that would literally move the earth for something he wants and, or terraform an entire planet. So if he just made peace with his daughter, um, how would he react to not only her murder, but being accused of it? So yes, in that regards, thematically it's fridging, but I think it's going to result in her being back in some way, shape, or form. So I don't know if it's yeah. fridging I at mean, the end. I mean, because all the mutants like, are coming back. Like, that's a lot of the point of this Krakoa story. The and argument, though, is that she's not a mutant. Right, but if she comes back, you know what I mean? Yeah. That in one fell swoop, yeah. she's back and she's a mutant. I just thought it was mildly fascinating that this, this character that is currently in the popular culture lexicon hmm. was murdered and no one has said shit. Yeah. yeah, that'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Um, the very last yeah. thing that we'll talk about <laughs> super briefly. Oh, wait, did I get on mute? Oh, sorry. No, I hear you. Yeah. I heard you ask that question. See, at least this one. I can't hear the, anyone. The last, so, yeah. the last annihilation is coming. Oh, the last but one? Oh, see, that's, that's another called, one, too. But at least that's called the last annihilation. It's not just called Ooh. annihilation. Oh, I'm excited about that. I love the Annihilation stuff. I think it's already started. Like, it officially started this week. Oh. X-Men Onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, remember Barry rehashing all this shit. God damn it. But in title (laughs) only, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, spoilers for um, Guardians of the Galaxy 15 that came out almost two weeks ago. Um, The last Annihilation, the big bad, is Dormammu. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah. So, supernatural space. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I was flipping through the book. Say that again. What was Dormammu? He's the big bad of The Last Annihilation. Oh, The Last Annihilation. Oh, that's, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, taking two things, peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. yeah. You guys say Dormammu? I always said Dormammu. No, you're wrong. It's Dormammu. I, yeah, I, whatever, what, whatever Strange says. In, in, I bet you, yeah, I bet you said MCU. Dark Seed. No, uh, that one I, I didn't say, but my last name has that going on. But I pronounced it Magneto for many years. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, like some people say Saga instead of Saga, which saga. I don't understand. That's a word, though. That's an existing word. Saga? Saga is. But I mean, yeah, but do people, people say, say that just for the title of the comic or they use the word, they pronounce it Saga? Yes. Both of those things? Mm-hmm. Yes. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, anyway. Right, well, things change. <laughs> um, really quickly, I want to I talk about Spider-Man. So he's about to be, rebo- not rebooted, but a new continuity shift again at, at issue 75. Um, and it's a lot of Spider-Man. So they seem to be doing Brand New Day again. Uh, it's a whole like brain trust of writers and artists. It's going to be shipping three times a month. Mm. And um, Ben Riley is going to be the primary Spider-Man. We don't know how or why. <laughs> so I ended up dropping off of Spider-Man about a year ago at this point because it was just too much. It was bi-weekly and there were tie-ins. So there was like some months where I'd have five spider-man issues and they just piled up so now when i hear like hey we're coming back and we're coming back stronger with three times a month i recoil 
because like if anything i wanted more quality not quantity Mm -hmm. so why like i like to read other things and not just spider-man so for people that only have like a pull list of two books (laughs) this is awesome um but what do you guys think is this like a great move or is this kind of like a uh, jd not for me (laughs) as the resident spider guy um with the resident spider kai uh, he uh it's oversaturation um it's just too much uh, i felt that way about nick spencer's run currently there's too much going on there's too many double size issues for no reason mm-hmm. uh the the chameleon conspiracy number one just came out which is the last issue of the chameleon conspiracy storyline uh, which is actually the first time in this amazing Spider-Man run by Nick Spencer that I was just like, that was useless. That's, <laughs> that it. was awful. He did What's it for King's Marvel? Ransom also, right? Like you got an arc King's and Ransom then a I giant enjoyed. size number one and a giant he did, size the, number yeah, one. That was like finale, a yeah. month and a half ago. Yeah. It's like Heroes Return. Like what's with Marvel doing number ones as the final Well, they sell. Because uh, they they're sell. number one. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're... Because because they confuse the audience yeah. into buying a number one issue to find out oh this is part eight. Yeah, but if um, enough of them then go back to get parts one through seven, it's even better for Marvel, and they are yeah. rewarded for this confusion. I just think it's it's yeah. frustrating for me uh, as yeah. a reader and yeah. as a as a consumer. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I, it's okay. Twofold. One, I'm ready for Nick Spencer to be done, even though I've enjoyed. 75% of his run. Then uh, I get, a, I'm excited because Kelly Thompson is one of the writers. Yeah. Patrick Gleason is going. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Kelly Thompson, Patrick Gleason, Sarah Pakelli, um, Zeb Wells, um, yeah. someone else that I'm, oh, um, a writer that I'd never heard of, but apparently he's done tons and tons of animated work and like all the shows that you've heard of and you love is like jumping into comics. So like, the creative team they have collected is, I mean, any one of those, that small group, I'd be like fascinated to give it a shot. Yeah. But it's a lot three, of shots. Yeah. Three issues a month, <laughs> man. Knock yeah. it off. Stop and it. Then how sustainable is it though? If you like, I'm here for Patrick Gleason. Yeah. He's probably going to have one month of Patrick Gleason and then six months uh, or, you know, 18 issues of other people mm-hmm. taking over the book. And like, it's, there's going to be no, it's going to be loose continuity of art and style. And we've, we've already reached in amazing Spider-Man and Nick Spencer's run. We have, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> um, the last couple of issues have looked awful. Uh, they are not, professional flagship marvel Mm. title art artwork uh the art is another thing will it it's one story that will switch uh writers and artists every issue and then i don't know i i imagine i really do imagine it's going to be like brand new day where Uh. um they have enough of a uh lead in to where you know the it'll be arc at a time and maybe a couple of fill-ins and arc at a time and a couple of fill-ins however all of the artists that they've announced so far are not fast. <laughs> so maybe I they've been working know. on it already. Because, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, but also too, because even in brand new day, there was a lot of like, they would swap the order of arcs 
mm-hmm. sometimes to give other artists more Some time with their right. lead-ins. So it was it was a kind of a mishmash. I remember reading comp, like I was reading that was the one time I was actually pulling Amazing Spider-Man for a long period of time. There would be giant chunks of like awesome and then you'd have like two or three months of just like that was fine. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's cool. And yeah. then it would like it was just it was so it was really peaks and valley. Peaks yeah. and valleys like hardcore. And it was weekly at the time, wasn't it? Uh no, it was three times a month. I was saying they made the joke. They made the joke of, uh, you know, like 52 was weekly. Are you so you're making Spider-Man weekly? And I think David Wack, David Wacker, David Wacker, Wacker, the, um, you know, the the editor at the time was like, no, no, no. We do Spider-Man strongly, not weekly. Uh, That's pretty funny. Like, I'll tell you, that's, that's when I dropped it. Like, I love Spider-Man. Not up at JD's levels, but he's, like, absolutely one of my top Marvel guys. And he's great, and I always enjoy reading Spider-Man. And when it first went three times a week, or three times a week, three times a month, <laughs> that, that like really it. would be too yeah. much. Um, but when it first went three times a month, I just stopped reading them. Like, and I, I was surprised at myself. It, it was like, up. yeah. And I was like, well, I love this character. Why wouldn't I love reading it every every week? And I would even do that with different stories. You know, like different Superman stories come out almost every week. And I don't feel that same thing. I may like Superman a little bit more, but I think it's more that they're different stories. For some reason, just having that three times a week was just too much. Maybe sort of similar to how... Uh, text in comics is too much. I love reading books, but when there's a lot of text in a comic, that's not what I'm there for. I don't know. Well, I think and it's also well, like my thing quality, was right? my thing with Spider-Man would be uh, is that, and I'm I like Spider-Man, but I've never been a big collector of mm. Spider-Man. But the reason is is because to me, the best Spider-Man. And even good Spider-Man still only lends itself to a certain type of storytelling. You know what I mean? Like with with Batman, and not to cape up for my guy or anything like that, but you could put Batman in a detective story. You can put him in a mystery. You can put him in a horror. Yeah, true. You yeah. can, you know, um, I don't know how well by himself he works in like an intergalactic thing, but you could kind of like mess around with him. Spider-Man kind of, I think, is maybe a little bit limited in in that space on his own. Yes, you can team him up with people and he'll fit as the person kind of like, you know, fish out of water and like a supernatural thing or a space type of thing. But, you know, those are still going to be few and far between. And if you're talking about three Spider-Man, three Spider-Man stories a month, yeah. that's three kind of like of the same uh, freaking story. That's not, that's not counting... Miles Morales, Spider Man, right? Web of Spider Man, Untold Tales of Spider Man, Spider Man. Like, it's it it's reached Batman's saturation point. But I think like that's a really really good point that I never really considered. I mean, as potent and robust a character as Spider Man is, he is relatively one note. Mm. Whereas, like the the versatility of the character and where you can place him Mm -hmm. um, is very very. It's much more limited because of his perspective of every man. Whereas other characters, you could uh, maybe like cross genres with them and flex them in different ways right. that might loosen it up or even, or even give you more space. 
But like, but when does he ever do genius type stories? You they know tried I mean? to play well, with that for a little bit. They did. They did. That was awesome. I and that was, that was cool. Really cool. Park you think Park 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 yeah. Dan Slott, big time. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it actually like moved Peter forward mm-hmm. in a reasonable way. Yes. That he would be the next Tony Stark. Yeah. He would. He's a genius. Right. He would not be. Right. Oh, let me take pictures of myself for the right. newspaper. I worked in right. high school. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but then they backtracked. Know, yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, I mean, that was Dan Slott's intention the entire time. Like, in interviews, he would say, I'm, gonna, I'm going to take all of this stuff to a logical conclusion, and Peter Parker would be able to accomplish X, Y, and Z. But we all know that he can't attain it because what makes right. Spider-Man the right character is that right. he's Parker Luck. So, like, mm-hmm. they built him up explicitly to tear him down because the flexibility or the versatility of the character has to be limited for it to work. Yeah. I thought and he meant it was, that's, that's well. the impression. Right. And it wasn't well received from what I could tell. Like uh, most people were like, but I, I would just read Iron Man. Right. 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 I'm him as a teacher. They yeah. made him successful, which was great. They made him a successful teacher, but he had to remain broke. That's the thing, which is like, I could see him doing that yeah. where he's yeah. like, I mean, all right, I, I will give up possibly being a billionaire because this is a good work too, outside of being Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah making him a like, teacher makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Then it brings um, him back to high school, which was a also part the of way that, the way that like all of that Parker industry stuff was like kind of taken away was so martyr ish and weird. Like I think he, like he had to tank his own company in yeah. order to protect yeah. either his identity well, or like he even had else's. to fight. I believe he had to fight Doc Ock, who was taking <laughs> over Parker Industries and was going to make it Auto Industries uh, the entire time. Like Dan Slott even did a cool thing where um, Doc Ock was behind so much of it that even the Parker Industries logo, when something something happened, it became like auto an auto logo somehow. I forget how, but um, yeah, it was like he was planning on taking over. Uh, the industries and that's why he had to um, dismantle the, the thing and, and make himself look awful to yeah, everybody but, is because if Doc Ock had control of the company then it would be you know evil. and I, I, I can't because it was so and I, this was probably my problem with like Dan Slott's run after so many years it, he bundled himself into such a like narrative ball that I couldn't help but think like oh so like the millions or the thousands of people that work for you and the millions of dollars in investors, uh, yeah. uh like fuck them all. I got to keep this secret. Mm. Like it was just so not Spider-Man at the time. It was like, huh. he would, he would figure, I, I just, it was, it was weird. They, they added so many layers that there was no way to get out unscathed without it feeling like, okay, yeah. Spider-Man, I guess. That's why he was hated. Like people hated Peter for a while. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. So I'm on the fence. I like. I'm super interested in seeing what maybe the first arc is like for this new Spider-Man Beyond era. But I am so wildly apprehensive about the publishing schedule and and the teams involved and what it's actually how sustainable it is. Whether that's, I mean, I think that they can get a book out, but how sustainable it is as far as interest goes. Yeah, yeah. Because people yeah. did get get sick of Brand New Day too. I mean, I've never gone back to being a regular Spider-Man reader, and sometimes I miss it. I'll see the Spider-Man comic, and I'm like, Ah, Peter, what are you up to? But I just have never gotten back to it. Peter, well now it'll be yeah. Ah, Ben, what are you up to? 
(laughs) 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 Which I also want to know. Yeah. Speaking of what people are up to, before we get out of here, I just want all of y'all out there who are watching the show or listening to it uh, on the podcast whenever this gets posted back in 2022, I want you all to uh, (laughs) check out on uh, YouTube, if you will. Look up... um, Dear, dear friend of the show, Randy, a.k.a. Arson, the voice of reason, and his group Gangster Grass, who just this week appeared on America's Got Talent and are moving on to the next round of the show. Um, Big, I see big things for these guys, these Gangster Grass, America's greatest bluegrass hip hop band. Go to gangstergrass.com. Check out everything you they do give them some love they are fantastic brothers and i'm wishing them nothing but huge success so cool uh, yeah i watched that that was awesome me too yeah i've never given a shit about agt but now i watch me it. neither right you're right i'm in all right guys well thank you so much for hanging out with us i hope you have a good safe fourth uh, of july and uh we will talk at you later that's it Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This, this girl, love.